recorded live from the lobby of the Lion Hotel in Adams Morgan, Washington, D.C. Full Service Radio is proudly supported and hosted by Simplecast, the easiest way for a podcast creator to publish and distribute audio on the internet. For more information, visit Simplecast.com. Welcome to The Wedding Dish. We are coming at you live over Full Service Radio, which is normally located in the lobby of the Line Hotel in Adams Morgan, D.C., but today I am coming at you from my bedroom floor between piles of laundry. Steph is at her place in Arlington, um, and we miss being in person, but we're super glad that we can do this online um, since we're, you know, being healthy and staying home. The Wedding Dish is the essential wedding podcast where you'll hear tips and tricks about planning, gain inspiration, and hear real-life experiences, and learn a little bit about business building in the D.C. area. That's Sarah Alipin, co-host of The Wedding Dish and CEO of District Bliss and Photos from the Hardy. And that's Steph Norton, entrepreneur and producer of The Wedding Dish. Today we have um, my little French bulldog, Bud, sitting next to me, chewing a bully stick. Earlier when um, Steph popped on here and started talking, he like stood up and was looking for her. And then when he realized he couldn't find her, he laid down really sad. So um, he misses his Aunt Steph big time. <laughs> I miss her too. <laughs> I sent her a video so that she could enjoy seeing um the little the little monkey. Uh, <laughs> on the wedding dish, we chat with real married or engaged couples, wedding pros in the DC area, and occasionally read listener stories or answer questions on our mini episodes. Today we're chatting with DC floral entrepreneur Cameron Hardesty, who is the CEO of Poppy. Cameron is the former head of product at Urban Stems, which is another successful, awesome DC startup. And we are so, so glad to have you here. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be on The Wedding Dish. Thanks. Yeah. And we're super excited to hear about all the things you're doing because we've been following like the crazy, awesome Washington Post stories about you and things. So I'm really excited to get into this. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah, so Cameron, uh, maybe you can tell us a little bit. Um, um, so Poppy is a full-service wedding florist uh, delivering high-quality and budget-friendly blooms. So can you tell us a little bit, like, how did you get involved in the flower business? Yeah, so it's a funny story. Um, I would say it started in 2011. I was working at a big PR firm called Edelman. And I found myself really missing making something with my hands and making something like real, as basic as that sounds. And so I started getting a subscription of Arrange Your Own Stems at the office once a month. And that's how I kind of dipped my toe into it. Then I went to work at the White House Drug Policy Office and I took my parents on a tour of the White House during Christmas and the flowers were incredible. And um, I Googled just like White House florist and found Laura Dowling. There's a profile of her in the Washington Post. And it took me a couple of months, but I finally like worked up the courage to email her. And she emailed me right back and was like, yeah, come on into the shop. You can help me. You can hang out. Wow. Yeah. And so I 
I actually, the first time I went into the shop um, to help her was she was getting ready for Michelle Obama's 50th birthday party. And so I got to like set out her arrangements in the East room while Beyonce's backup dancers were rehearsing. It was wild, but that's That's how I like, it was so fun. And she was like an amazing Celeste flower mentor. She introduced me to other florists, especially in Europe. Um, There's one in particular in Germany. So I started going over to his workshops in Germany and learned all of this like incredible technique and color theory. And, and that's how I got started. Wow. That's awesome. Now, did you keep your, your white house job for a while? Like while you were learning this trade sort of yeah. thing or how did I that did. work out? Um, so I was, I kept my day job um, in communications and for about a year, I would do kind of like nights and weekends with Laura. Um, and just as I got to learn floral design more and um, started building my skills more seriously, um, I was kind of toying with the idea of how do I bring this into my life more regularly and um, maybe even professionally. And my this is total right place, right time. But my colleague's husband and best friend started Urban STEM. Um, and I remember when it was just like a little baby idea um, and they launched the website in like a week and we all were celebrating in the White House bowling alley. And I remember thinking like, if this turns into something, maybe I could work for them. <laughs> um, and then it just like from almost the very beginning, they were sending me flowers, asking me for feedback on design, asking me for help with marketing. It just evolved naturally and then I went full-time with them July 2015. Wow that's a really cool story. It was very lucky very very lucky. (laughs) Well it also shows that maybe you were good in communications because you like were able to (laughs) like make this little way for yourself but um um so people in DC and New York maybe know about Urban Stems but it's a really successful um, flower delivery service. And then, so how did you come up with Poppy and going into the wedding, you know, wedding floral business? Like, how is it different? And how did you start, start like thinking like you were going to start your own company? Yeah. So when I actually very first joined Urban Sims, actually before I even joined full time, I was consulting and I started looking at the numbers in the flower industry and the research and the research that I found um, showed that within the floral industry, which is about a $10 billion industry, more than half of those dollars spent are spent on weddings and events, flowers. And Urban Stems wasn't even addressing any of that market because we were just focusing on individual bouquets and deliveries. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I went to the co-founders and I was like, guys, like there's a huge market out here for weddings. Like maybe we should do something about that. Um, and, you know, in a startup you have to really focus and be super super focused early on and so we ended up not pursuing that segment of the market at all um but it just kind of stayed in my mind and then I got married in 2017 and um managed the florals for my wedding and when I saw kind of from soup to nuts what it looked like to do wedding flowers like I had done wedding flowers before but on a smaller scale um it was really exciting. And I realized, okay, I really do think I can bring all of my 
grower network and my farm network and people I know in the industry and my knowledge of technology into this other segment of the floral industry and um, make it easier and more affordable for people to get great wedding flowers. Um, so it's kind of, it's been building for probably four years um, and different points along the way have like accelerated my interest in it. That's so cool. So um, that, that obviously, you know, leads us into talking a little bit about um, the COVID virus and sort of how that's affecting a lot of our guests and wedding, wedding vendors in our community. But um, how is this affecting your business? Yeah, it's such a tricky time. Um, it's scary to have launched a, a business. Okay. Um, in the weddings and events space right now. In some ways, I feel really lucky because if we were more established and we had a big staff and a big team and we had committed um, to product already, for instance, we would be really struggling. But it's almost like because we're so new, um, it, we have the ability to be nimble and to react. Um, and we're not like over committed um, financially to any given like event or revenue stream. Um, but it's really sad because we were, um, we had just started marketing in February and we were getting like 20 to 25 customer inquiries every day. And then wow. it, yeah. in the week of the week after the national emergency was declared, that slowed way down, like way, way down. Um, and it was really scary because it felt like we were just like really hitting our stride, like getting so much momentum. And then all of a sudden, just like a bomb dropped on the growth of our business. Um, but, and of course, you know, all of our April clients um, have rescheduled. Luckily, no one has canceled. They've all been postponed. Um, all of May, except for one, has postponed. Um, and then we actually got a June booking recently um, and we have a postponement that is now in July. So, you know, this situation is so fluid. It's hard to know what's going to happen, but we have um, in sort of, after I got over the shock of that first week, um, I kept thinking, okay, we're going to settle into a new normal um, and we can kind of like get back into the swing of things. But I mean, I'm sure you guys feel this way too. It's like every day something new changes or comes up and there's, um, some kind of new restriction or uncertainty. So I've just sort of realized that the new normal may not settle in, in any point soon. And so we have to react to like the environment we're in. So um, the first thing we did was one of our brides um, whose wedding had to be postponed, went and got married just like at the courthouse, basically. Um, and she was like, can you do a bouquet for us? It was really last minute. Um, and out of, and we did, and it was like the joy of my week after a really hard week, I got to like get flowers again. I walked around my neighborhood and like foraged flowering branches, um, and like loved putting that bouquet together. And so I thought, let's launch the courthouse package. So we did that, um, the Monday after, um, the emergency was declared and that was fun. Um, and then since then, we've been working like really hard on launching a new product line that I guess this will be the first time I've talked about it. Um, but tomorrow we are launching um, Poppy at Home, which is nationwide. Sorry, my dog's barking. <laughs> 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 um, we're, so we'll be shipping 
arrange at home flower kits nationwide starting tomorrow. Oh my God, um, I love that. How do I get on this list? Um, you can sign up for our email list, but I'll definitely add you guys. Um, and I'd love to send you guys a sample so you can play with it. Um, and I'll be doing like live virtual arranging workshops on Zoom um, and some oh, recorded wow. content too. I'm actually trying to do a TikTok later today, which I've never made a TikTok before. So we'll see how it goes. But yeah. Oh my God. I love this so much because right now, like we need happiness. We need color. We need life in our homes. And so the fact that you're doing this and and sending something that it's not just sending flowers, you're sending kits. So you get to be creative and exercise that like part of your brain. That's so much fun. This is brilliant. Thank you. It's how I got started in, in floral design. It was like just this little spark of someone, a company was curating bunches of flowers and just sending them to me. And it was like, go wild. And they gave some instructions, but it was like my creative outlet during a really stressful time. And I think everyone's super stressed right now and overwhelmed. And um, if we can bring some a little bit of joy and relief to people, that is a huge win. Um, and honestly, the the flower farms that I've been working with these people for years and they are struggling. Like I, part of this, I was motivated to do because I want to give them business. These people are almost like family to me. um, And they are going through really, really hard times. They're having to throw away flowers. um, Their sales are like way, way down. And anything we can do to send business to them is something I want to pursue. So everyone can feel good about supporting the flower farmers and also kind of bringing some joy and nature indoors. That's so lovely. I'm very, very impressed. I'm just yeah, excited think, to um, get it out in the world. Yeah. yeah. I think after, um, I think after we take a little break here, um, Sarah will probably, Sarah, do you want to talk to Cameron about her own wedding? Yeah, definitely. Okay, great. Do you want to take a break then? Um, sure. Or we just can take a little break. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, you guys. We'll be back in a couple of minutes. <laughs> Welcome back to the wedding dish. We are super excited to be coming at you over full service radio live. Um, And today we are dishing with Cameron, who is the CEO of Poppy. Um, She was just telling us how she's doing this lovely, um, and this is insider info because nobody else knows yet, but she's doing this lovely project where they're going to be sending out um, DIY flower kits. And she's doing, she's going to do some live videos and stuff. um, And it's wonderful because it's going to bring color and happiness and light and creativity into people's houses during this time when we just really need it. So um, this, that was, I am extremely happy right now. I feel like I'm on like a little happy cloud. (laughs) Yay. (laughs) I love it. Um, And before the break, she also mentioned that she did her own flowers for her wedding. So I'm excited to um, dish with you a little bit about your wedding. Um, 
tell us a little bit about your wedding. What, where was it? What was it, you know, did it have like a theme? Sure. Um, so it was actually in Dripping Springs, Texas, which is um, in the, the start of the hill country outside of Austin. Um, I'm from Dallas originally, but had family um, that lived in that area. And so I felt a connection and I just love the hill country of Texas. So, um, and my husband obliged, fortunately. He's from North Carolina. Um, so we, our hotel was South Congress Hotel in Austin. Um, and then we just bust everyone out to the venue, which is about 30 minutes into the country. Um, so I love the venue. What was, what was the name of your hotel? South Congress Hotel. Oh, South Congress. Okay, yep. Go ahead. And then the venue um, is called Prospect House. And it's just like on a little country road and they have a great view of the whole country. And it's a really, it's kind of like modern industrial, like super clean lines, um, all white. It's a beautiful venue, um, but it was kind of like a blank canvas. And obviously I'm a like major flower person. Um, and I knew I wasn't going to be able to like give up control of the flowers. <laughs> so um, I got really into, that was like the aspect of the wedding planning that I I think was the most into. Um, and I did a lot of sketching and drawing and we did a couple of venue walkthroughs. Um, and then I started thinking about like, where can I get flowers? Like which growers do I want to work with? What's going to be in season? And I kind of melded that with the drawings I was doing and the, the venue and the interiors. Um, and so it was like a real variety of flowers. Um, and that is kind of like what I modeled Poppy on to some extent, because to bring it all to life, I needed multiple designers um, to work with me. And so I ended up bringing together a team of about five designers um, to bring everything to life. And Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, it was so, I just loved working with, because some of the people, some of them were people who came from out of town, folks who I one is a designer, a freelancer here in DC, who actually, we got to know each other at Urban STEM. She's lovely. Um, and then there were two or three local designers who I got to know. And I'm still in touch with them today, which is awesome. Um, and yeah, my, I don't, where do I, I'm, the, there was more to the wedding than just the flowers, but that's like what I think <laughs> of. Um, and it actually got published in Martha Stewart Weddings um, as a real wedding. Um, which I was excited, really excited about. Um, and yeah. And then the wedding itself was beautiful. Um, the officiant, our officiant is a close friend of mine, um, who's a federal judge in Dallas and she married us and she was hilarious and just so great. Um, she actually had people like cracking up, like there's pictures of my mom, like, like doubled over in laughter during our ceremony. <laughs> um, I love it. It was really cute. And then we had like a family style dinner and um, we actually had, instead of a traditional wedding band, we actually had like a country Western band um, from Austin come. And we did a mix of like more traditional wedding songs and then country songs. And we had um, two step lessons, two stepping lessons, like a, a, two instructors, like a couple came and taught all the guests how to two step at the beginning of the dancing. Um, yeah it was really fun um what else and then once the band was done we just like put on 
um, a playlist and people like rocked out um, toward the end of the night. <laughs> it was fun. Um, yeah. And then we, everyone came back to my husband and I had a suite at South Congress Hotel. Um, and that's where we had the after party and everyone came back and partied until it was time to go to bed. One of Michael's, one of Michael's friends wouldn't leave. He was like, <laughs> Trey, he was, um, he got, he had a little too much to drink and everyone was gone. And I was like, Oh, what a great night. Like about to like hit the hay. And I opened the bathroom door and Trey was there just like sleeping on the toilet <laughs> and we couldn't oh, get him out. <laughs> oh, that was the rehearsal dinner. <laughs> Anyways. Um, yeah. That's so it was, so a, it, was a <laughs> it was fun. <laughs> I love it. Was that the same person you mentioned that was doing the splits or something? Yes, that was Trey. Trey did the splits at our wedding too. He got like really into the, he he like used to be a cheerleader, I guess, in high school. So he knows how to do the splits, but it'd been a long time since he had done them. And he did the splits and I'm pretty sure he like tore his groin muscle. Like it was like actually a serious injury, but it was kind of hilarious at the time. Oh my God, that is so good. I love Sorry, that. Trey, if you hear this. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be emailing it to you right after this, Trey. <laughs> That's so fun. It sounds like it was a real, like, Texas-style party. It definitely was, like, su- super Texas-y style. I guess, like, if there was a theme, it would have been, like, Texas-y. I was trying to make it, like, a mix of... Texas cultural traditions, but also elevated. And um, the one like mistake I made, I think, was um, dress code because <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, let's just make it really formal." And I put, I think, black tie. And some people, did I say formal? Either formal or black tie. Um, but some people showed up with in like black tie, and some people did not. And so there was like a real range <laughs> of like dress attire. Um, I could have been more specific with that, but like someone wore an evening gown with like white gloves. Oh Uh, my gosh. Yeah. And then other people didn't even have a tie on, I think. So there was quite the range, which I kind of took responsibility for, but it was still very, that in and of itself is very Texas, I feel. Is that your husband sitting there? Yeah. He's sitting next to me correcting my story. Well, hello. (laughs) He says hi. (laughs) <laughs> he can actually say hi if he wants. <laughs> well, I have headphones then, but do you want to say hi, Michael? Hello. <laughs> oh, that's so fun. I love that he's sitting there listening to this story. Yep. It's a very yeah. work from home moment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Um, a lot of people that aren't used to working from home have been like joking about what it's like online with their significant others, like working in the same room as them. Um, And the only thing I've noticed is that it's much louder in my house during the day. Mm -hmm. Um, Have you noticed anything? This is a total aside moment, but have you noticed any differences working from home with your husband there too? Well, we have had, we've both had really flexible work environments for probably the last five years. So at first it wasn't a major adjustment for us. 
Um, but I think the thing I've noticed the most is that the dogs are so happy. We have two dogs and they are like, this is the best. Like they're not going to let us go back to a normal lifestyle after this. My neighbor actually pointed that out. They were walking without their dog and I was walking Cluzo, my French bulldog. And, um, they were, they said that they're intentionally leaving the house and leaving the dog alone because otherwise they're worried the dog's going to get separation anxiety when they go. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> I never thought about it. But um, if we, my husband was letting um, the dog sleep in the bed for like the first week and a half. And we don't usually sleep with him because, I mean, I just, Personally, I'm not a person. I don't. I, I'm a weird sleeper. Anyway, I sleepwalk. Um, really? So I don't like. Yes. <laughs> Which I don't even think Steph knows. <laughs> nope. Um. Yeah, I left my apartment one time when we lived in Dupont. I sleptwalked and got locked out. Um. That was a oh fun gosh. way to wake up. Um. <laughs> But I don't really like having anything extra in the bed because it just, you know, I worry like, what if I get up and like knock him off the floor or under the floor or something? And I feel bad. But, um, and I swear we'll get back on topic in a second, everyone listening. Um, but, <laughs> um, but I told him we can't have the dog sleeping in the bed because he's going to get so far off his routine. It's going to be really strange when we go back to work uh, or when he goes back to work. Cause this is my, I've been practicing social distancing since 2013. Let's be real here. <laughs> um, but anyway, Back to um, <laughs> not my weird personal life. <laughs> um, <laughs> you can tell I'm having fun today. <laughs> Me too. Um, yay. So glad to hear that. Um, <laughs> is there anything you would change other than the dress code about your wedding? Yes. Looking back on it, I really overlooked like a couple key details um and one of them was i wish we had had family photo like framed family photos somewhere on a table somewhere and then we didn't do a guest book which looking back on it was like what was i thinking but i was obviously very fixated on flowers um and my poor wedding planner who was lovely um we had a really long engagement for kind of like michael's work related things and she became pregnant during our engagement and her due date was six weeks before the wedding um, oh and so, she, yeah, so she was obviously had a lot going on. Um, and she was so sweet. She came to our rehearsal with her infant baby, like strapped to her chest and like managed the whole thing. It was like a total boss lady, um, with a baby strapped wow. to her chest. Yeah. So, um, both of us had a lot going on, <laughs> but I wish I, we had done a guest book, but we did, um, we did have an engagement party and people signed like a picture frame. So we have that. And then when we went on our honeymoon, we went on a honeymoon right after to Mexico and we went on Southwest and we told them that we were honeymooning and they had everyone on the flight um, write down marriage advice to us on the back of their napkins. So we have like a hundred napkins of marriage advice, which is cute. That's very cute. cute. I love that. You know, sometimes they do super fun things on Southwest. I love them. (laughs) <laughs> they're great uh, that's so cute 
Uh, do you have any advice that you would offer couples who are thinking about their wedding day, planning their wedding day um, as both a business owner and as a married human? Yes, I would say um, definitely get a planner, like get a wedding planner, like a full on wedding planner, if you can afford it. Um, Because everyone going through this is planning a wedding is doing it for the first time. And there's not much else in life that you're going to spend that much money on that you would just take on yourself without any prior experience. (laughs) And I think the cost of a wedding can feel really overwhelming. And so you're always looking for like places to save, but don't look to save on a wedding planner, just get a good wedding planner and like let her or him run with it. Um, That would be my first thing. Um, And people told me that and I didn't like fully believe it until I was in it. So I would impart that to couples who are at the beginning of their planning process. And then the other thing is like, keep your eye on the prize that is after the wedding, which is actually being married because so much focus can go onto the party itself, um, which is fine. But I feel like, like it was like during the ceremony, (laughs) I was like, okay, I finally did it. Like the wedding is here and it's happening. And like, I'm done. And then I was like, no, like you're getting married. Like now the journey begins. And I think I was so focused on the party that um, I lost sight of the whole point of the whole thing. So um, I would say don't like miss the forest for the trees, I guess. That's really great advice. Um, it is really, you know, you're, you are investing so much time in planning a wedding, so much money in planning a wedding, um, so much effort. And, um, there, you know, it's true. Like it's easy to forget that it's the beginning of something, not the end of, you know, planning or whatever, like you're starting something. That's why you're doing it. Um, so it's really great advice. I love that. Um, do you have any, cause we are in sort of a weird time frame right now. Um, do you have any advice for couples who may be postponing a wedding or rescheduling, um, anything that you would, you would like to impart, um, on anyone whose, whose wedding day might be affected by the coronavirus? Mm, That's a tough one. I mean, I think the first thing is don't cancel your wedding, postpone it. Um, Eventually we're going to come out of this and people have been getting married since the dawn of human civilization and they will continue to. Um, And it's something worth celebrating. And I think to me, like, being when you if you have the privilege to be around your family and your friends when you're making this commitment um it really makes a difference and um it's not for everyone and i totally appreciate people who elope and do something smaller but i would say if you were if you had planned on having a wedding postpone it don't cancel um because you get one shot at it and you don't want to regret not having the day that you wanted um so that's one. Um, and two, um, just stay in constant contact with your vendors as things progress. We're all kind of at a lack for certainty right now and everyone's just rolling with the punches. So I think over communicating in this moment is probably better than 
risking under communicating. I absolutely agree with you. Um, and I think that um, I, when I was talking with one of my photos from the Hardy couples the other day, I realized um, it, I think in the, in the past, we, if you think about postponing or rescheduling a wedding, it's because something's wrong in the relationship. Mm-hmm. And so there's this feeling that I'm seeing that people are anxious that it means they're not actually going to have a marriage, um, which is a really scary thing. And it brings up a lot of, you know, it's just something that has always kind of been potentially like in our culture. Um and so just because, you know, you might have to postpone or reschedule, don't don't feel like it's because your marriage isn't your relationship isn't strong enough your or something, you know, like don't cancel because you're worried about that. Like that I it makes it just makes me so sad for everybody. Um and I I want people to still have these happy moments and you know their flowers might look different in the fall but they'll still have flowers um at, or in the summer you know and they don't have to look different they can have the same color scheme it doesn't really matter when you get married you can do whatever you want it's your wedding exactly and I've seen and I'm sure you guys have seen this too that couples who are being forced to postpone because of coronavirus are doing like small intimate ceremonies to make it official and then postponing for the fall or the winter to have the party. Um, and that seems like a great solution to me because then it's like you're solidifying the commitment, um, but you're getting to celebrate it too. I agree. Um, and I think it's great that you're doing the courthouse um, flowers. It can be, you know, if you have a zoom ceremony, you can still have flowers, um, Poppy will make them for you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, well, thank you. That was really great. I, I appreciate um, your sharing all of this info. I love hearing about your wedding day. Um, so much fun. I can't wait to see photos. You'll have to send us photos. Um, and if we can post them, that would be lovely. But either way, I want to see them. <laughs> Absolutely. I'll send them. I think as long as you tag um, my lovely photographer, then post away. I'll send you her info. We will tag all your vendors if you send us them. Awesome. <laughs> um, well, well, thank you. Cameron, thank you so much for being on the podcast with us. Thank um, you guys. This is so fun. Oh, great. We loved having you. Um, and you guys, you can find um, Cameron online at yourpoppy.com or on Instagram at yourpoppyflowers. Um, and yeah, I think we we covered it. We're, yeah, we're good. Don't forget, <laughs> don't forget to check out her um, courthouse flowers or Zoom flowers and um, and the kits that I'm super excited about. You heard it here first. Yeah, <laughs> breaking news. <laughs> Thanks so much, everyone, for tuning into the Wedding Dish, brought to you over full service radio, normally at the Line Hotel in Adams Morgan, DC. But um, I don't know if you just heard the dog Cluzo just really loudly sighed when I said that. <laughs> um, but we're coming at you from my bedroom floor between two piles of laundry, Steph's couch, and Cameron's couch, I think. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs>
<laughs> and be sure to subscribe, rate, and review The Wedding Dish on your preferred podcast listening platform. And follow us on Instagram at The Wedding Dish Podcast. We're super excited to catch you all next week. We'll be dishing um, again together, but apart. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, everyone. <laughs>